This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. My name is Seth Studley and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Thank you for joining us today. Today is day 34 of AOM Q&A and today we're talking about family of origin, financial struggles, and is a aggressive sex okay if you're new to the podcast welcome this is a show where you can ask a real life marriage and family therapist questions about marriage so do it that's right do it bring your questions nothing is off topic nothing is off limits Limits. no topic is off limits and please do not use this as actual therapy this is just a conversation that we're having where we give advice and we support one another and we are live on facebook and instagram every single day so if you hear us talking to people that you can't figure out where they are that's who we're talking to and taylor says aloha from hawaii just kidding hey from north middle tennessee (laughs) which is hilarious (laughs) nice try um before we dive into the questions we're going to read read our review of the day and that is five star review from marlo and it says anatomy of marriage is amazing first podcast we've ever listened to together It has been a huge blessing for us. We love listening to real people talk about real issues, different perspectives, and learning new relationship techniques. I have to say, it is by far the best advice and help we've gotten on how to navigate through the trials and tribulations of marriage and children. It is also something we look forward to doing every day together. We are able to incorporate your message into our daily routine and lives, and it has done wonders for us. We haven't been able to find anything, including therapy, that has helped as much as y'all have. Thank you so, so much for what you two do. It is truly a blessing. No, Mm. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> mega thank you. And triple mega. Um, let's see. There, they, they said it first, folks. We're better than therapy. So <laughs> don't go to therapy, fire them, and go to us. <laughs> Although it said, just, just said, don't use this in place of therapy. Right. Um, and <laughs> as all, and as always, we forgot to mention today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook on us, and we want you to do that. Mm-hmm. So go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get an audiobook. We love audiobooks and we support them, and we want you to get a free one. So do it. What are you smelling my shirt? That shirt for? smells like your mom. Every, we don't use any scents in our home, so everything smells like someone else. Scentless apprentice. We only smell like dirt. <laughs> okay. Okay. If anybody got what I just said, you get free tickets for life to everything. Say it. Scentless apprentice. What is that? It's a Nirvana song oh. in utero. Anyway, 
Questions. Hey, Seth and Melanie, my husband have an incredibly strong relationship. We are both very growth focused and have, and we have honestly just been very blessed with smooth sailing so far in our seven year marriage. This is not to say we haven't had our difficulties, but we both seem to have a general we can do this attitude that has allowed us to bob and weave as life has gone on. Okay. So in this question, I'm going to summarize because it's super long. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about the struggle of uh, the, the husband makes all the money mm-hmm. and it's stressful and the wife wants to support him, but she's like, but I also want to stay home with our kids. Mm-hmm. And the, like, we finally got to this point where he's making more money, but now we have more expenses. What mm-hmm. do we do? Mm-hmm. I feel like we have a great marriage, but sometimes I get discouraged, mm-hmm. right? Essentially is what she's saying. Okay. Kind of. But they have little kids, like a two and a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's so, staying home with the kids. So a quick purview. It sounds like you're super busy. Your husband works a lot. You're you're happy. It's kind of like, is it is it... Mo money, mo problems kind of thing. Well, like, it says, like, it says, I want to reassure my husband that he is allowed to feel, like, discouraged about money. Mm-hmm. I want him to remain strong uh, for encourage and, and to encourage and support him. But at the same, I want to know how I can help bring him up, so to speak, mm. in the ways I can verbally affirm him. So it says, so what I, the first thing I thought in this is it's not a necessarily, like, um, Hold on, let me start over. You said mo money, more problems. This really confused my brain. Um, the thing I wanted to say about this is that that's how Seth and I have lived like literally forever. Like you feel like how? we're just almost making the money that we can make and then we feel like, oh, but can't I make more? And should I quit my job? And should I blah, blah, blah? Like it's, that's life for one. Mm-hmm. So that for one, totally life. Unless you're a bajillionaire, that's how most people live. Mm-hmm. Totally normal. The second part of that is that um, we need to understand that life has seasons. Marriages have seasons. Finances have seasons. Kids have seasons. And if we only want to be happy all of the time, it is essentially like saying, I never want to grow. Mm-hmm. Right? I never want to get any smarter because getting smarter means I have to admit that I don't know everything. So mm-hmm. I'd rather just you know, stay right here where mm-hmm. I'm at. And the thought that came to me when I read this question is like, it's like never wanting the tide to go back out, right? Mm. It's like saying the tide should always be in, should always be full of water, but without the tide going back out, you miss all the treasures that it leaves when it goes out, and then it comes back, and it goes out, and then it comes back, right? Mm. And when we don't really see that those seasons are for growth, and we don't actually value them for mm. their growth, we, we uh, become discontent, when we don't need to become discontent. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. The struggle can be an opportunity, an opportunity to grow and push you out of your comfort zones. And I can relate to this. Like growing up, I never had like super hard stuff happen. Like literally nobody passed away until later in my family. So things weren't really hard, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when hard stuff came, I was like, oh, wait a minute. What do I do? Is this wrong? Am I making mm-hmm. bad choices? kind of thing you know well and i think that you have always been afraid afraid is the weird a weird word for that but you've always been when things make you uncomfortable Mm -hmm. maybe this is your enneagram number business speaking Mm -hmm. here but when things make you uncomfortable you tend to immediately get deflated Mm -hmm. i mean and i'm not even exaggerating like if i show you the littlest bit of irritation you're like well forget everything what do i even do anything for and you get not that dramatic you don't say those things but you get super deflated like nothing matters what was it all for why did i do it anyway she doesn't even care when really it's like i'm just irritated that your shoes are right there like can we get past this 
right? Like it, it that's how it feels to me, but to you, it feels right. like, like you're stabbing yourself. <laughs> hold on, hold on, slow down. No, it, and then <laughs> it is not that dramatic. I know you were a drama major. I was. I'm not sure if people knew that, but uh, things. Expressive can, arts, get it correct. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Theater, voice, and expressive arts. Yes, and so it's not. I studied opera. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's not that dramatic. However, it is. I, I can, you know, because we've been talking about Enneagram lately, that I, I can default to that. Like, yes. oh, well, wait a minute. What does that mean? Well, mm-hmm. uh, is this happening or is this blah? You're right. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like not in a, you know, a great spot, then I go there. But that is not definitely all the time that happens. So No, but it happens more often than not. Okay. So I think some advice out. here would be we had a six months dry period last year where he was fighting for long overdue promotion at work that would finally give us a, a little wiggle room in our budget. So... Okay, so but it ta- stress is happening, right? So, but they you- talked about in that six to eight months, like they became distant mm-hmm. as he was because to things that were out. kind of you know yeah. being pulled a little bit. So, take this as a a pattern. Like, okay, we've had pretty smooth sailing, like she said, and when stuff gets rough, do we tend to lean into each other, lock arms, or kind of like distance ourselves yeah. and go, okay, let me assess what's going on and get my footing here. Because it sounds like that's what happened. Let that be an open invitation to doing something different that will enrich your relationship, that will bring you closer and make you stronger and set you up in the future for hard times to come. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to say too about this question is, and this is, it might sound weird, but uh, I'm going to use a similar thing. I absolutely hate flying. And it terrifies me. Why is this going on? The not sure. It'll reconnect. Up. So um, everybody's on Facebook anyway. But I really so. hate flying. And um, in the past, I used to, when I would get stress that was associated with flying or travel or Seth booking the tickets because I didn't book them and now it's his fault that we're flying on the day that we're flying and blah, um, I really realized that I can actually shift the way I think about it. And I can sort of... And the thing I think of is like a military person, like mm-hmm. going, okay, there's bombs flying around and there's bullets coming in. They don't go... Ah. I'm so mad about this. Like, I'm just, why did you bullets, you know, like you, whatever they actually turn and they go, that's the trigger to work harder. Right. The, the, um, the conflict is the trigger to bring a solution and to work harder. So that you're saying my husband got, he was stressed out and trying to get a promotion. That's the conflict that you can now rewire your brain to see as a trigger to work harder for things together. That's when you actually like legit lock arms with your partner. You say, okay, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it amazingly. Get your arms all hot. Um, (laughs) We're going to do this really well. We're going to like dig in our heels and dive in and and work harder and smarter and be each other's. We've got each other's back. Like Anthony O'Neill says, I've got your six. Right. Um, And and so that's just the thing that I was thinking. Like we life has these seasons no matter what. Um, And so instead of looking at them and being like, oh, it just pulled the rug out from under me. Don't know what to do. You can look at those seasons of life and say, I'm now that conflict is a sign for me to step up my game, pick Mm -hmm. up my weapons in a a sense. Keep on going. What's up? Uh, But I just, I think that's interesting. I hope that makes sense. Okay. I don't know what's going on with her. No, it's good. I'm trying to do technical stuff. Okay. Hey, everyone. Just wanted to mention a good change in my marriage since listening to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. The thing I found most interesting and useful in this podcast is the discussion around family of origin. My husband grew up in a a Hispanic home in LA. I grew up in in, in a suburban Minnesota, completely opposite culture in many ways. We've been married almost six months and we're still figuring out so much, especially when it comes to in-laws and our families. By thinking about family of origin in the way Seth and Melanie talk about, it has helped us realize our families 
his opposite opinions about our choices are not a reflection of who's on our side or not, but a product of different cultures in many ways. It really helped us not to villainize either side and stay united in our decisions together. We still got most, so much to learn about marriage and each other, but I know this had the potential to be a bigger conflict for us than it was. I'm so appreciative. No, and so I appreciate everyone's honesty. And this is in the women's group. Oh, okay. Um, but I, but so there, she's talking about good advice mm-hmm. and family of origin, and I just wanted yeah. to share that because it's a really awesome thing. That's some of the stuff going on <clears throat> in our women's group. Um, people having these conversations, <clears throat> excuse me, and inviting like they're sharing their stories, sharing things that are going on that are exciting. But I also just wanted to bring up the concept of family of origin again because mm-hmm. one of the things that she says that I think is so interesting is you know coming from these very different cultures she is acknowledging that that could have been something way harder to manage yeah and that um you because you do something one way does not mean that i'm the stupid one and you're superior Mm -hmm. it just means your family did it one way and my family did it another way right and how can we not villainize our differences it's honor differences promote linkages yeah i love that that you are aware of that and cognizant and it's in your brain, not to villainize, because in a Hispanic culture, which is collectivist culture, and non-minority cultures tend to be more uh, individualistic, you're going to have family gatherings all the time, cousins, aunties, uncles. It's like the same thing in Indian country. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, right? Where uh, um, uh, dominant culture, white, basically, is more kind of individualistic, and you know they have their own things, and it's Some, just different. I mean, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. So, like, I really... I wish that I'd have known a lot of family boards and stuff. It's like basically taking your family tree, taking her family tree, like, okay, where are these going to link up kind of thing. So, yeah, it's just fascinating. Family, foo, foo continues to be a fascinating. Family of origin, foo. Um, But the one thing I wanted to say, too, that's really helpful in these conversations about family of origin is that um, we, one of the best ways to kind of combat family of origin issues is to stay curious about your partner. Mm. So one of the things I absolutely love is that we go to South Carolina every year. Seth is Southern. I'm not Southern. And um, I love that every now and again, even though we've been married for almost 15 years, you will come, you'll say something that I'm like, what does that mean? Like, finer than frog hair or finest frog <laughs> hair or whatever it is. Or um, you'll just say weird things where it's like, I've never, I have no idea what you mean, but um, it's joyful. I find it so fun. Um, and the other thing too, I thought this the other day, when we're in South Carolina, you often have this weird switch that happens where you turn like Southern again. Charming. Like, well, no, 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 no. You like when you drive your car, you drive differently. You, I do. You become like more who you were, if mm. that makes sense. And it's, just a little bit beyond my comfort zone in a way that really? that I find really attractive. Oh. And people mm-hmm. talk about that like when you're in when you when people are in their zone, like if a spouse visits their partner at work and and they don't often go to work and oh, they see right. them in the work environment like, like our neighbor's husband is a uh, professor. Yeah. And she's like whenever I see him being a professor because I don't often see him it's like like she's like it's amazing like I fall in love with him again ah. because I get to see him in his element and it's also slightly removed from my element mm-hmm. which feels exciting so mm-hmm. when we're in the south you kind of become someone different and and all of a sudden you know things that like we don't talk about sweet tea with lemon in the in Washington it's just like right. not a thing and so you'll talk about things that I don't know about and it it's um and I'm because I stay curious about it and I don't mm-hmm. try to judge it. It's actually really exciting and fun and can be like really really attractive. That's that's pretty cool. That could be an intervention that like sparks up sex life. 
You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Sparks a sex life. It's <laughs> a very funny sentence. Well, you know what I'm this saying? This intervention like, sparks like a an, sex life. Like an intervention, you know? Like sometimes you, we've heard, well, I just it's in, 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 the, in the literature. that we're working on. Ooh. There's like whole sections of things so to remember cool. that br- bring you joy about your partner. That's going to be an awesome app. It's really exciting. So you were saying be curious. Stay and curious, there's yeah. this uh, this concept we learned in grad school in uh, in intentional interviewing and like building rapport and being with clients and stuff. It's called the ORCA principle. Do you remember what that stands for? Yes, but I can't remember the acronym. ORCA, O-R-C-A. Say it. Be open, be respectful. Curious. Be curious and be accountable. don't know what that last right? one is. Yeah. Accountable is more towards like the ethics and the profession of therapy and stuff. But oh, if you're oh, open, oh. respectful, and curious to your partner, to your spouse... That's going to bring new questions. That's going to uh, show respect. That's going to show attunement. If yeah. you're curious about, oh, what are you, what are you thinking? What are you talking about? Yeah. So that's just a good principle. Well, and and understanding too that just as much as you. So a weird example I could think of is like my mom has a certain set of foods that she makes that I really they to me they like speak of home, right? Mm. So for example, yesterday I ate her spaghetti. <laughs> was, she, she, we ate lunch there before we went swimming. Wasn't so her spaghetti, her. Uh, chocolate chip cookies and I don't know there's other things too but those things to you might be like well I mean I don't know her spaghetti's fine but to me I value it it actually means a lot to me Mm. so to really value our differences when even when you don't understand it like maybe her husband eats some kind of food that she's like it's gross I don't know why you eat it but to him it's like the most meaningful thing he can right. imagine. And mm-hmm. when he eats it, he feels deeply loved and held well and yeah. joy and all these things. So to be able to find a place in yourself to honor that in your partner and to honor their experiences and their differences really, really well and not judge them is hugely important for knowing how to navigate family of origin um, obstacles well, mm-hmm. you know? I agree. I agree. It's a great thing to talk about. It is. Okay. This is a good question. Ready? Yes. I'm wondering if there's something wrong with me because I really enjoy rough sex. I know this is common, spanking, hair pulling, etc., but I'm wondering if there's a connection with my past abusive boyfriend in high school, then abusive husband who I'm currently divorcing. I I never had rough sex with my husband. I'm now seeing someone new and he initiated some smacking during sex. We both are really enjoying this rougher sex, but I'm hoping I'm not broken. I've actually been beaten before. Why why do I like getting spanked? Do you have any insight? This is a really challenging question and mm-hmm. we're very thankful that you're asking cuz like we've said many times there is nothing off limits and everyone deals with stuff like this. Right. So thank you for asking this question. Um and I just for everyone listening if this is a trigger for you you can turn the show off but I don't we I mean we're going to give some mm-hmm. advice that I think might be helpful. And again if you're listening and you feel like bristly about this question um, then it's just not a question you might not need to hear right now. Mm-hmm. So, but it's for other people. So mm-hmm. let's be kind to one another. Um, so the, I did some research about this, but did you have something you wanted to say no, first? You go ahead. Um, I was looking up. So I read the book "Come as You Are" by Emily Nagoski. I would really recommend you read that for who wrote this question because it talks about um, sexual relevance. Uh, is something sexually relevant? Meaning, uh, like. Does it biologically have, do I have a physiological response to some sort of, uh, what is the word? Um, I can never think of the word, like a turn on, but it's a different word. Stimulate. No, it's another word. Arousal. Arousal. That's the word. Mm -hmm. So the idea of arousal is not exclusive to sexuality, right? 
You can have a really arousing conversation about tennis. Like, it doesn't have to be sex. Right. Something right? that gets you jazzed up. Yeah, something right? that makes you excited. If I talk about trolls or like music or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and so the idea of understanding that arousal um, is, its, is its own process. Like, oh my gosh, the thing is messed up again. That's fine. Just keep on going. Ugh, it's so distracting. But the, the idea of sexual relevance. So is something sexually relevant, meaning physiologically, do I know that that sexual thing is happening and I could potentially participate in it or it makes me feel mildly aroused. And then knowing that arousal, there's a thing called arousal Mm non-concordance. So you can hear about something that you know is not okay sexually or you don't agree with sexually and it can actually still arouse you because it is sexually relevant. Mm -hmm. So there's arousal non-concordance, like something that is sexually relevant can make you arouse even though it's maybe not something you actually want. Mm-hmm. So understanding that kind of duality in your mind is very, very helpful. Um, that I just wanted to start off with that first, right? The other things that I looked into about like uh, aggressive sex and a trauma history was that it's not necessarily always linked because you can enjoy, I mean, I think of like the buffet idea, like if you're eating at a buffet, you can have watermelon in one time and you know, pasta at a different time and noodles or uh, that's pasta. What's another thing? Uh, all I can think of is cantaloupe mm-hmm. uh, and other, you know, wine. I don't know, jello. Mm-hmm. So it, the one thing to be aware of is if you and your partner can only have aggressive sex, mm-hmm. if that is the only way that you can get to climax, if, if you literally have only aggression in your repertoire of sex, that is a problem. Mm-hmm. That was some of the stuff that I found out when I was looking researching it that mm-hmm. if that, that's a sign so that's a, a that needs to be a red flag that if it's the only way you're doing intimacy if it if it's like the go-to thing every time that might be a sign of something deeper that needs to be healed yeah i i would say so and i want to first this person says i'm wondering if there's something wrong with me i uh it's helpful not to think that way because that's that's pretty black and white. That's binary. Is something wrong with me or is there not something wrong with me? Yeah. And if we start out that way, then we can only come to, you know, one of two conclusions, right? Mm. And Good with point. with stuff like this, it may be think we may be thinking, "Oh, something is wrong with me because I had an abusive past or whatever." So, let's start there. Nothing's wrong with you. However, if it is you find like, "Oh, that's the only way I can orgasm mm-hmm. or like this is every time and I can't mm-hmm. I can't stop thinking about it it's it's an obsession that that would probably be something to talk about to maybe go see a sex therapist mm-hmm. about however if it's like okay that's just part of the repertoire mm-hmm. I don't know and I'm thinking maybe this is enjoyable for you because it gives you some sense of freedom that you didn't have Mm-hmm. with those other uh, partners like you, you kind had. of have control even though it's something like like you kind of have control but if if it if it goes deeper into like i'm a piece of crap i deserve to be uh-huh. beaten this is the only way i'm just getting used kind of thing mm-hmm. i mean i mean i'm not i'm not a sex therapist so i'm not like super familiar with with that topic i guess mm-hmm. um well i am but not like really you're not certified um yeah um then then that would be of, of of something to look more into again with a sex therapist like what does this mean i think you you had a really good point about the sexual non-concordance mm-hmm. and stuff like that i totally forgot about all that mm-hmm. stuff so impressive good job thanks and i did else, i did want to say thinking? one so oh, oh. Oh, hold on let me just normalize this a little bit too so okay that's fine 
um, like Melanie talks about like relaxation sex or there are uh, many, many, many kinds there are, of sex. There are many kinds like, okay, yeah, just chill out sex. There's like, hey, let's do something different. There's like, hey, let's be aggressive. All those things are okay, right? But, you know, if, if the only like type of sex I'm having is like, you know, when it gets into like other stuff, like I'm thinking of all kinds of DSM-4 like voyeurism or frauderism i can't remember what that is it's it's kind of it's 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 if it's um uh, if it's unhealthy meaning if it like again if it's the only way that you're having sex and let me flip it totally the other way around this goes for all of you people who are only having sex when you don't want sex and you go oh sex again oh i'll just do it because my husband wants it Mm but like that's that's unhealthy that's not good sex either so you can't judge someone if you think oh they shouldn't be spanking why don't you try it? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm glad that oh cracked you up. The other thing I did want to say, oh too, boy. is that um, one of the things I've, I learned in reading a book from Dr. Daniel Amen about like ADD and different types of brain uh, activity and how people's brains work. Again, I am not certified in anything. I just have some, so- some thoughts. But um, they talk about certain types, like if you have a certain type of brain activity that is just you know, different for who each person is. Right. Sometimes that's like, think of the difference between people who love to skydive and people who love to knit. They have different brains and they're like the level of um, input is different for every person. So it might take me skydiving to get really excited, but it might take my sister knitting to feel totally content. Mm -hmm. Right. So we can't judge other people based on their kind of like the level of input they need in their system. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, but I also do want to say there is that sort of, what is it, the um, law of diminishing returns. Like if you are always, like if I at every meal am like chocolate cake, whole cake every time, that's how I do. Right. You're, it's going to eventually not be as great the first time mm-hmm. and then the second time and then the third. Like it, it diminishes. Yeah. And so you'll need either more chocolate cake. <clears throat> so there's something to be said about that. That happens sexually as well. So here's another point uh, to this question. So you may enjoy that, and I would like to know what your partner thinks about it because is your partner like a safe, kind of steady, mm-hmm. uh, healthy, mentally healthy person, or is it like just some like, yeah, you know, I'm going to... A sadist. Wh- I was looking that up yesterday. I was looking that up in relationship to this question because right. I, I don't know why, but it said it in the... Que- I, when I was searching it, it was talking about if someone is a sadist, they get pleasure from harming someone else. Right. It's a vi- That's super not great. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a whole like genre oh, yeah, of, well, of yeah. that stuff, and, right? And again, that is not to say that um, that if you are into that and that's what you want to do and it brings you joy, that you can't, you can do that. I mean, there's, it's a world. I think it starts out with good mental health mm-hmm. and then like, okay. And then, and then I think of the a Bible verse, you know, uh, and which can be applied. It doesn't have to be a Bible verse. There's different wisdoms. But, it's, you know, everything is permissible. Not everything has been beneficial. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so okay. I can do whatever I want. If I'm mentally healthy, mean you're mentally healthy. Me. We can do whatever we want mm-hmm. if it's, you know, but, but with, the, with the mindset and the understanding that it could harm us. And so what you have to make that choice. Right. That's free will, right? Like I can choose to, I can choose to have many partners, but is that what I want? Is that what we want? No, no. <laughs> um, and so thinking through like that, like, am I coming to, am I, am I approaching this topic with health as the foundation or 
am I approaching this topic? And it's the only thing I know how to do. So it's the thing I fall back on. And, and, and my partner wants me to do it. And it's the only way that he can orgasm. So I just go ahead. Right. And that's and, and that's I, not health. And I don't deserve better than mm-hmm. this. If that's the case, then yeah, let's talk about that more with the therapist, with the professional. If none of that is the case, mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah. And, and I, again, I want to say like, Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers talks about the idea of the sexual experience being like a banquet. And I think of it like Fred Meyer, like everything, you can get everything at Fred Meyer, right? So I can buy expensive champagne or I can buy like, you know, flip flops. And the, and that's how I think the sexual experience should be. It should be, you know, maybe one day it's really fun and exciting and it's new or we're like traveling or blah. But then another day it's just like, hey, I want a glass of wine and to chill and that's the whole flip flops po- and champagne seem pretty chill. Yeah, I'm hitting that south side of <laughs> southernness. Southern side. <laughs> I'll put it in my koozie, <laughs> whatever. Your it's koozie. Called. Anyway, uh, so thank you for the question. I know. Wait. No, we're part- not talking about many partners. That, we're saying was, no. That's yeah, not beneficial. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I am not. That is not what I'm saying. No, we're not. Uh, our daughter is. Hey, sis. Okay, we love sick. you guys. Thank you for hanging out. And if you have questions, remember we want to talk about anything. And we believe it's helpful to normalize that conversation and give support to one another. Mm-hmm. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy and marriage to get your free ebook. Audiobook. Uh, audiobook. And and thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast. We've had a huge jump in our ratings and reviews, which is so awesome. So keep on rating and reviewing. And we will keep on reading your reviews on the show. Again, please share your show with as many people as you know and tell them. You can ask an actual therapist any question about marriage. Nothing is off topics. Nothing is out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Off topics. Nothing is out of, I don't know what right. I'm trying to say. Nothing is off limits. So um, please, please, please share this with your friends. Uh, it's a helpful resource and we love doing it. So That's right. Anyway. All right. Thanks, guys. Catch you tomorrow, Friday. Have fun. Right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.